Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Shark Buggy. Hello and welcome to Shark Buggy. An adjective to describe absolutely anything in a loose, disorderly manner, but sadly very rarely used now. But it doesn't half sum up the conversations between me and my dear pal Howard. Can you believe we're into December already and the 40th episode? Other things with a number 40. Atoms in a molecule of penicillin. You never know, that may crop up in a pub quiz. Thieves encountered by Alibaba and days in the gestation period of a polecat. If you were with us last week, you may recall Howard was heading to give a talk to the WI, the Women's Institute, somewhere in Shropshire. Well, had a look at the map and we were, we were about an hour and a half away, which is a lot closer than we normally are, so me and Hubby Glynn decided to go and surprise him. And for a moment, I thought we'd got away with it. But no, he clocked us. But what gave us away? There was part of me, I suppose, that just had a feeling you might turn up. Because you did that thing that time when, when I did that food festival, I remember. And uh, you, you phoned me up and said, what's the weather like today? And I said, oh, it's, it's really nice and sunny and, and it's, it's a lovely morning, actually. And you said, oh, it's similar where I am. And then you appeared and it was so, so lovely. It was just <laughs> such a surprise. So you have got form, I think, for doing <laughs> surprises like that. But yeah, I was at the back of the room and I definitely didn't see you as I, as I came in. And I was just setting some stuff up I was going through on my laptop. And I suppose what gave it away was that it's a room full of women and there is one guy there. And I thought, that looks a bit like Lynn. And uh, and then I thought, <laughs> I can see some blonde hair at the side. I think I know that is. <laughs> we were hiding and we were heads down. And I thought, we're going to get away with this, going to get away with this. And then this figure appeared to the left. I went, hello. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah. Now it was lovely. Oh. It was lovely to see you. Flipping out. What a journey home, though. That storm. How long did it take for you to get home? Well, <laughs> Glennis, the lady who'd, who'd kindly accommodated me on uh, on Friday night. Yes, I did go with the right woman. So, <laughs> it's all right. She took me to the station for the nine, I think it was the 9.54 train. And literally, I got my leg out of the car door to be dropped off at the station and this guy runs up and says if you want in a train there's none running so it's like oh oh so yeah so glennis took me into the into the center and i just kept going back down to the train station i mean she'd got my evening meal all sorted out if i needed to stay yeah <laughs> so lovely uh so yeah we were gonna have sea bass but so i kept going back down to the train station i eventually got a cab from uh, Shrewsbury to Crewe, then a train from Crewe to Stockport, uh, and then another train from Stockport to Sheffield. Finally got home five o'clock. So yeah, you could have uh, you could have gone uh, to America, couldn't you? You could have flown. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely, and um, we've got to explain because I don't know if it's on the Instagram, but I put a little picture of you and a cup and a lady. Now. There was a lovely message, hang on, let me just see on here. Jerry, 
So I can't wait to hear about it. Maybe they had to thumb wrestle for the cup. It is quite small. But it was <laughs> it was for a baking competition, wasn't it? The WI. It was a group WI. So how many cakes were yeah. there in the end? I think there were six, but uh, one was disqualified. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Honestly, can you imagine being a disqualified? <laughs> now, it's you're thinking, flipping out, what, what's this lady done? Has she, has she caused some dreadful uproar? Has she put something nasty in it? No. What, <laughs> what was she disqualified for, H? There was a very clear brief, right? And it had to be baked. Uh, it had to include vegetables. Um, tick, she'd got vegetables in there. But it was supposed to be in a loaf tin and undecorated and she made the fatal mistake of baking it in a round cake tin and putting some cream cheese frosting on top oh, oh no no way so uh, so yeah i was allowed well i was i was encouraged by the lady who baked it to try it even though i couldn't actually judge it because i, I mean yeah, she put a lot of effort into yeah. making this cake and then at the last minute had victory ripped away from her quite cruelly <laughs> so the winning one do you remember what it was yes it was the lemon drizzle cake uh, with courgette in it very nice actually very nice yeah yeah well it had to so, be one uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know whether glennis will get the uh the, the sort of link but on uh, on friday night when we got back to her her home uh, she said, uh, would you like a gin and tonic? And I was absolutely shattered. And I said, no, I'm just going <laughs> to call it a night. Thank you very much. But I have sent her a bottle of lemon drizzle gin. Because uh, oh. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was a nice, uh, appropriate. So smoothie, job. aren't you? Smoothie. <laughs> Although, Howard, um, you sent me a picture of that bed. I reckon she whipped it out of hospital. She was a bit high, wasn't it? <laughs> Do you know you should have seen me? Well, you shouldn't have seen me. But I, when you go into a, a a room that you're not familiar with, and it had obviously a light switch, and I, I and it had a lamp at the side of the bed, but it was just one socket. I thought I'm ha going to have to plug my phone in to charge it, mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to take the lamp out of the socket, put my phone in. So I turned the main light off, went across and uh, tried to plug my phone in, except that obviously if you've then unplugged the lamp, there is no light. So then I had to go back across the room to turn the light on, to find the socket, to take the plug out, to put my phone in, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then get back across the room to turn the light off and try and find my way back into bed. And then when I got into bed, I thought, you know, I am just a little bit cold. I think I ought to put my socks on. So then I had to get out of bed again, cross the room, put the light on, find my socks, <laughs> turn the light off, find my way back to their bed. <laughs> oh, it was... <laughs> Do you know, if anybody, because she lives by the river, if I remember you rightly. So if anybody was living across the way, though, they'd think it was trying to do a signal. For, like the lights from the ship. On off, on off. What's what's that person trying to say? Oh, it's all right. He just can't find his socks. <laughs> and then we 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 commented on the fact that there appeared to be no curtains mm. anywhere. And then 
when I woke up on Saturday morning, I thought, ah, the recess blinds. I hadn't so, <laughs> spotted them. So hang on. So you've been putting the light on and off, and there yeah, was no nothing. Not because to... we nothing. No. <laughs> And they said, oh, yes, I should have pointed that out to you. <laughs> we haven't had any um, reports that they've spotted Howard in a, in a bedroom. No, no. no. Although Glenys did admit she, she thought that this was a, a house which was not overlooked. But on the other side of the river, there is, there is a sort of pathway and people do walk dogs and, and jog and what have you. And uh, she said that, um, she has been a little bit more careful since one of her family members had, had been walking <laughs> along there and said, oh, Aunt Glenys, um, I, I waved at you the other day, but you didn't see me. And she thought, oh, gosh, people can actually see. <laughs> oh, bless you. Anyway, you're home now. That's the main thing. I'm home. That's the main goodness. thing. Now, got a couple of people. We've. Uh, it, it's a compliment but it's an unusual way of saying. So Sarah's been in touch, and Sarah listens to us regularly. Yeah. The problem is she's never been able to get through a whole episode because she falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but she said it's absolutely nothing to do with the content. It's just, or she did say, voices were very soothing. And bless her, so she just falls asleep. So she wakes up in the middle of something but she doesn't know which bit she so she'll go back and think well i've heard that bit before so bless her yes yeah. so she's never listened to us in full but she does listen to us <laughs> fall asleep so i think we're gonna have to do some kind of um sleep podcast how howard i think dear or, or should we just go wake up sarah <laughs> <laughs> and then we've had from taylor mason now you know taylor and says, hello, yes, Katie and Howard. Yeah. Hope you're both doing well. Greetings from Pennsylvania. I'm a frequent attendee in Howard's Bake with Legend class. He may remember me as my Instagram handle, taylor.gingersnaps. Brackets, yeah. he's a great teacher. Close brackets. <laughs> Get you with your compliments. <laughs> anyway, it uh, goes on to say, I love your podcast. Listen to it every week on my way to work. Every time I listen, I often think I would love to just sit down with them, sipping a cup of tea and talk about all things cooking and baking. Visiting England is on my bucket list and listening to your show makes me feel like I'm there for just a few minutes. Have a happy holidays. Isn't that lovely? Thank you, that Taylor. That is so lovely. Yeah. I, th I think we could that could be another sideline. You know, as well as the tea towels, uh, we could now offer afternoon tea with Howard and Katie for... Uh, Basically for American tourists. Um, not charge an awful lot, but I, th I think it would be quite popular. Oh, do you yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we've got to talk about cookery because this is the sort of subject matter we're supposed to be in. Um, I've come across something for our Australian listeners because I know we've got listeners in Australia, so hello to you. So it's the Cookerborough Cookery Book of Culinary and Household Recipe and Hints and it's collected and arranged by the committee of, are you ready? The Lady yeah. Victoria Buxton Girls Club, Adelaide, South Australia. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? L Lady Victoria Buxton Girls Club. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wholly set up and printed in Australia. So there we are. Page eight. Because it's got all sorts in here. This is for pomegranate bark. 
Oh, wait a bit, we've got a kind of violin or something. How <laughs> have you got a violin? Uh, I don't know whether it's a violin or, or a banjo, but I can hear something. As you're speaking, it's... Well, there's only me here and I'll be the dog, and neither has played the banjo, so it must, it must be your end. Is it Peter in the corridor? My, my end doesn't make that noise. It's... <laughs> It was a bit of interference or something. Oh. I don't know what that was, but it was very banjo-like. <laughs> what was that film? Ding, 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 ding. Was it dis di delivery? Delivery? <laughs> Deliveroo. <laughs> no, deliverance. Oh, deliverance. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's all right. I'm waiting for a delivery. There, it was deliverance, wasn't it? Flipping out. That was a bit spooky, that book, wasn't it? A little bit creepy. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Good film, but yeah. Dueling banjos, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I can hear it now, H. Pomegranate bark. This bark is a valuable remedy to have on hand in the far bush where doctors and nurses are distant. And I see, I've got to stop that because I stand, I've got dots and nurses just looking out for <laughs> Not really concentrating. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Oh. <clears throat> Try again. Um. Where dots and nurses are distant and dysentery or diarrhea are common complaints. An infusion is also good as a gargle for sore throats. So the ordinary mixture is made by boiling half an ounce of dried bark of pomegranate fruit in half a pint of water, one tablespoon of the infusion to be given every three hours. And this is being given by Mrs. P. Stowe. So the bark, is that, is that what the, 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 the skin, the, the casing? I th I think so because she says did she say pomegranate fruit bark? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it must be the outer coating of mm. uh, you know the skin basically the thick skin of the pomegranate. How how on earth do people come up with with these ideas in the first place? So oh, I'm going to put that pomegranate skin in and boil it away. I know. I know. I'm just yeah. looking up pomegranate bark, which is another good name if you think about it for a band. Yeah. At New York Times, they have a dark chocolate and pomegranate bark recipe. Well, that sounds quite nice, actually. I'm not a great, po uh, not a great dark chocolate, f uh, well, chocolate fan, but that does sound nice. That always makes me smile when I see you judging any cakes with chocolate in, because you get a migraine, don't you? I, I do, if I have too much, yeah. So pomegranate bark, oh, there's a pomegranate supplement. So what must it be good? It must be good for something. Let's have a look. Fast-releasing, high-strength pomegranate extract, providing elegic, E-double-L-A-G-I-C, elegic acid, a strong antioxidant helping to reduce inflammation and improve nerve function. Who knew? Improve what? Nerve function? Yeah. Oh. Reviews. Great. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, people have had it for their um, arthritis and... This uh, Alison's GP recommended this as an alternative to turmeric, and so far so good, she says, and that's to do with joints. What you got then, fella? What have you seen? Uh, I've been having a look in Marcel Boulistan's books again. I've moved on from the eggs, and I was having a look at 
simple French cooking for English homes. So I must admit, just slight distraction. Do you remember last, was it last time we were talking about um, books that are listed at the, at the front of, of a book? So other titles. So he's got, and, and some of these, I'm going to have to get one of these. I'm going to have to sleep. Because there's The Conduct of the Kitchen and A Second Helping by Marcel Bullistan. A Handbook of Cookery for a Small House by Jesse Conrad. A Guide to Modern Cookery by Escoffier. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a bit posh, isn't it? The Complete Indian Housekeeper and Cook. That sounds quite interesting. The Cook's Decameron. I don't, I don't know what a Decameron is. Yeah, what's a Decameron? Well, he ran the country for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But can he cook? But the, and also, <laughs> Alexander, F part. You have to be really, really careful with that. With that <laughs> Alexander, F part, has written the art and practice of innkeeping. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> well, it's oops. quite, no, it's quite up though, H, bearing in mind, coming up to Christmas. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. nativity <laughs> and turning up at it's the inn. rumour. Yeah. No room at Alexander F. Parts in. I had to look in, uh, so actually looking at some of the recipes in, in here. Oh, they are posh, some of these. Yeah. <laughs> but menu for a late supper. Yes. After an informal party, it says. Right. And the menu is super choux. So cabbage, <laughs> cabbage soup, <laughs> mixed cold meats, salad, dessert and coffee. Right. So what would you call a late supper? What would I call after it? An, no, I mean, what, what time would you be having oh. this late supper after an informal party? Eight. You know, you could you could get packaged a little bit later, I think, than that. <laughs> he says here, nothing better, say, at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> than a boiling hot soup au choux and cold meat with a very fresh crisp salad. Oh. And he re recommends what you should be drinking, strong black coffee on top of the... Uh, Anjou, little white or pink wine, which should have a pleasant, pleasant, sharp taste. Strong black coffee on top of it. And you will feel ready to start again, whatever you may have been doing, or walk home all the way. This is more suitable, though, for Chelsea than for Bayswater. Unless the inhabitants of this highly desirable district happen to feel for once delightfully bohemian. So he's, he's serving this at three o'clock in the morning, no. I think. What kind of parties have they Good had? Lord. <laughs> oh, no, no. Because at the moment, you see, I'm I'm sleeping on the settee still with Harvey and I see three yeah. o'clock in the morning quite regularly. And there's no way I'd be wanting to be tucking into something like that. No, no. <laughs> what did you say about shoe thing? Shoe what? What was it? So it's super shoe. Super so shoe. it's cabbage soup. Super shoe. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it reminds me of one of my favourite well, it's not really a joke. It's a favourite sort of... I, I do it a lot at the, the shows we do. And uh, I, I'll say something along the lines of, oh, um, thank you very much indeed for you know for me being here tonight. I must just say, if everybody would join me wishing my Uncle Wilf um, a happy 86th birthday. Um, he's a lovely chap, very popular. And uh, so, because I wasn't able to go with him, I sent him um, a stripogram to the door. And apparently, when she knocked on the door... <laughs> He answered and she said, I'm here to give you super sex. And he said, I'll have the soup, please. <laughs> 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 I love that one. Um, J 
you want? Did we see the picture of the anal glands? The vet show. The vet sent me. I don't, I don't know where to. I don't know how to answer that at right. all. Ready? You ready? Right. Oh, what is that? That little, little like chestnuts, don't they? Or well, you know what I said because when she sent me them, I replied saying I won't be having uh, sweet and sour chicken Cantonese style tonight. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because... No, it does. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> But uh, why? Why do? Why does your vet send photos like that to you? Well, I don't know. She's never done it before. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, it's not as if she sent me somebody else's anal glands. It wasn't sort of you know, something hanging on the front door. It is. They are Harvey's anal glands. But no, I was a little surprised she sent me them. But there we are. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> People, maybe maybe it's a thing we just don't know about. Maybe people are quite keen to have photos of, of body parts of their pets. Oh, I think it's... No. Oh, dear. Anyway, I'm hoping tonight's the last night. Not not of the last night, but I'd, probably another night on the set. I'm absolutely shattered, H. I got... I think I sleep in chunks of two hours twice, so I go in about four hours a night. I don't know how Margaret Thatcher did it, because I can't possibly do four. I don't operate well. She's probably having uh, cabbage soup at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Keeps <laughs> it going. <laughs> now then, have you has your crochet thing arrived? No, no. Honestly, I'm so everything is is delayed. So I don't know what's happened to my mug from Cork. I've got to contact them about that. The wallpaper will be dispatched at some point this week. It's like, oh come on. Uh, so that's the wallpaper for the feature wall. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, the crochet yarn and crochet hook were out for delivery on Saturday. Mm. And they, they said they were unable to deliver and will deliver the next working day. I think that was Monday. But apparently it's, it's Storm Arwin. It is. That has uh, yeah. affected my, uh, my crochet yarn. So, I, I, I mean, there are people without electricity so i can't complain that i'm just without the crochet yarn and hook can i really but you are I am. <laughs> speaking of your wallpaper barbara says that is some unique wallpaper i like it very much this was on instagram um and she's also going to try the live long the live long recipe is she oh the, good the problem That's is good. i've not heard from her since so i'm i'm kind of hoping she's all right <laughs> And then uh, Eliza said, "If you could survive imbibing this, you would live. You would live long. That's regards the yeah. live long recipe." And then, with regards to your crocheting, Lorene said, "I've recently taken up crocheting. I've made four scarves and one headband. I just watch YouTube to learn how. I really enjoy it. How would you try a scarf? It's pretty easy." Oh, yeah. I know, but I knitted a scarf once for my mum, and I put too many. I put too many stitches on to begin with so it's like massively wide and obviously a scarf has to be longer than it is wide so i just kept knitting and she oh gosh it is so big bless her it's like a shawl yeah it is mm. it is and then uh jerry my dog chase would like ear warmers if h is warming up his crocheting skills a German Shepherd size, any colour, nice and thick, because it was minus 30 Celsius this morning. <laughs> that is cold. That is cold. That is cold. Perhaps you should send your scarf that you made for your mum over to, to, to Jerry. Flipping heck. 
and we had um, staying with Instagram Anne Marie thank you ever so much Anne Marie has done a, a lovely thing for us Sarah who we were referring to at the beginning of the podcast how we let her send her to sleep with our podcast she did say are you going to be doing anything Christmassy and I think we need to was oh yeah yes yeah so I was thinking about it a couple of things can we talk Christmas puddings next week yeah of course we can although it should be wrapped up for Christmas I actually got my Fanny Craddock uh, Christmas booklet <laughs> which I don't think we've delved into and yeah the week of, oh yeah let's let's have a a chat about Christmas okay. pudding. And the other yeah. thing I thought I'd do is I have a bit of a thing of doing our own words to Christmas tunes. So uh, are you up for that? If I write one. If you write one. What, have we got to sing it? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I shall just carry on practicing my banjo. <laughs> Please don't, lovely. The Cookaburra Cookery Book was first published in 1911 as a fundraiser for the Lady Victoria Buxton Girls Club. A club was established in 1898 and ran until 1955 and named after the wife of the Governor of South Australia. It began as a meeting place for girls working in West Adelaide factories and developed into a hostel for more than 30 of them. Just had a look and Lady Victoria was British and primarily known for her work with the Mother's Union. What a woman. So next week then, we're going to chat about Christmas puddings. We'd love to hear from you if you have a favourite recipe or something a little different. Our email, podcast at theshackbaggerly.co.uk and you can also get in touch via our Instagram and Facebook pages. So that's it then for another week. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Oh, someone's knocking on the door. That might be my deliverance. Uh, delivery. I'm coming! <laughs>